0: and now for a substantial conversation and there're going to be many segments in this ray renati and i have been having an enthralling conversation as far as i'm concerned about americans the extent to which you can generalize about americans the language used in by americans and i guess really the behavior of Americans. So that's the general topic. And the part I'm going to share, I think we was, came in the kind of middle of a conversation, but this is where it kicked off the topic of hate mail kicked off, and uh, I'm very glad it did. So see what you think. Here's Ray. And this is why I love your company so much. I feel confident that I can talk like this with you. I can... Yeah. And I don't have to say to myself will Ray get this or Ray get that or whatever because... Oh, like everybody else we, we've had our moments where we've had to clarify what do you mean by this did you mean this did you mean that and we have and we always will and you know if you don't say something that the other person can't understand occasionally I think you're maybe not not uh, taking sufficient risks yeah look I better stop let you do other things Ray, I lived among the English for 30 years, I went there in the mid-70s, I left England in 2005, so I sort of donked myself in the culture there, which is certainly various, there's all sorts of traits within the culture of England. One of the things that the English are known for is understatement. And indeed, certain, certain parts of England, especially certain social classes in the southeast of England, they specialize in, in understatement. And I think understatement um, takes a bit of getting used to. During the the time I lived among, among English people who used understatement as a way of saying something very strong, I came to be both amused by it, that habit, but also to appreciate the great advantages of using understatement, especially in situations where you There's a high density of population. And politeness is a very useful thing to have because if you're going to live cheek by jowl with other people, it certainly helps to keep the degree of frisance, we'll say, between between you and other people within boundaries. This uh, had me thinking then about the Americas. When you were grappling for the word that would suit you best to describe, let's say, North Americans, and you first went to direct, the word that came into my head was literal, because people who don't get irony and subtlety, they are literally minded, and that's another way, a different way, and that's fine. Once you get used to people being literal, uh, I think it's no problem. You can predict what they'll be able to grasp, and you can say things maybe in a way that would suit their preferred way of hearing things. The, what troubled me about what you say, what troubles me, about the, is this notion of hate mail, hate mail. Surely North America is such a hodgepodge of cultures and people from all sorts of different backgrounds that there would be very few generalizations which would be useful in relation to North Americans as a whole. I wouldn't dare make a generalization about Americans because I, I wouldn't know what to say except that they're different from Irish people, but they're different in so many different ways that, you know, so I'm sure there's loads of different kinds of humours in the United States, loads of different uh, habits using words, phraseology, um, different ways of speaking, different forms of gestures, but I am puzzled about what is this thing called hate mail? I mean, if you put it on a continuum, you have on one extreme somebody who might say, "I disagree with everything you're saying, Ray to on the other extreme, I don't think you should even have the right to say that. You know, you're a disgrace, you should be locked up, you should be X, y, Z. And somewhere in between this is all to do with, you know, degrees of tolerance. Um, I just, people who spew invective, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about hate mail. I really don't. I suppose it's because I haven't experienced any. Yeah, thinking about it, Ray, I don't think I've ever received any hate mail. Ever. My entire life. I'm trying to think, even before the internet was invented, did I ever get any really nasty letters? Did I ever get any really horrid phone calls? You know, of the kind that would have felt a bit threatening? i haven't had any emails which i've have shaken me now this is not to say that hate mail other people don't i mean i hear people talking about hate mail i i hear people saying they'd like to do various things on the internet they'd like to shoot people they'd like to do everything but i've never had Now, I think one of the reasons I've never gotten a hate mail is that I don't matter enough for anyone to take the trouble of sending me a hate mail. I mean, I live on a small little piddly-sized island off the west coast of Europe, you know, uh, surrounded by salt water where we get an awful lot of rain and lots of green grass. I mean, why would anybody bother their arse writing hate mail to me? I mean I'm harmless. I don't have any influence. I, I'm not, you know, a person who uh, who is worthwhile. It's better to send hate mail to to somebody who has a big influence or something. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've been avoiding enemies all my life. And the conversation continues. We're not finished yet. I've just sent a call in to to Ray. And this uh, conversation, I mean, this is a little aside. Uh, Ray and I and other people who first met on Anchor Version 1 will remember the experience of being able to have a long, long series, sometimes up to 200 interactions around a topic that sometimes went off in um, innovative or inventive inventive directions. Anyway, so we haven't finished with 8 Mail yet, I can tell you. Certainly not in my mind. Bernie Topgold he, he got hate mail he has received hate mail and he's called up to share this information with you uh, well with me and you so here's, here's what Bernie has to say about what he calls hate mail and I'm going to be replying to Bernie in a call in to him. So, as I say, the conversation about hate mail hasn't uh, run its course yet.
1: Paul, as uh, documentally you would say, I'm sat in a cafe watching your breakfast roll by. Thinking about hate mail, I um, categorize the exchanges I've had in comment threads and in direct email. As hate mail, on the heels of things I wrote in the public space while using the job title of somebody. So if I wrote about builders or politicians or single parents or bus drivers or students or lecturers or priests, I set myself up as a person who has erected straw men. That needs to be uh, addressed by hate mail. If my perspective is deemed to be inappropriate, that's when I've got my hate mail.
0: Ray, about hate mail. You know, I, I now I understand better. Now I understand better. Um. I. You say it's it's just a thing people say on on TV and stuff like that on media um i i I've had the impression that there 's a bit more to that I mean people get threats um real threats some people get real threats, and some people get implied threats um, but the term then, if we take it in the sense that you mean it, is, is a real not just a stupidity it 's a stupid use of language but it 's also an incestuous and uh, it's turning public discourse into excrement. Hate. I'm on a little, a, a bit of a rant here, Ray. So what I really would like to communicate, yeah, what I want to communicate is that if we normalize the word hate so that it becomes almost synonymous with unpleasant, then, then what are we going to use for the word hate? And, and why are we, why normalize? Why bring a word? Hate is to soil community. That's why I partly, you know, the word excrement came to me. You know, if we say, I hate you, there's no, unless it's an infantile cry of a child, perhaps that's what it is, it's a child within. I hate you, Daddy.